Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Do it. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Tea to Green. We're on the air here on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm Brian Colsey along with Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Is uh, feeling a little ill this morning. He has the week off, so uh, we hope Jeff will be back with us this week. Get well, Jeff. We are broadcasting live today from Diamond Hawk Golf Course in Cheektowaga. We appreciate you being with us, and we're here to talk about some exciting news. There's new ownership, there's new ideas, and uh, we're going to talk about that here in just one moment with uh, the Director of Golf Operations, Fred Zillner, and also Don Poppage, one of the owners uh, from this group here at Diamond Hawk. Uh, Also coming up on the show, Kevin and I are going to talk about what went on in the match play yesterday on the PGA Tour and the World Golf event with Dustin Johnson and Kevin Na in kind of an interesting concession. Also, Sergio Garcia ended his match play match on a real high note. We'll get our Western York PGA Tip of the Week, PGA Leaderboard, all coming your way here. Uh, As we're at Diamond Hawk, Kevin, I know you're excited to be here. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Uh, Good to be on. Uh, We had some technical issues uh, earlier, so... Uh, we appreciate uh, the golf fans sticking with us here. A little chilly this morning anyways, uh, but we know p- people already uh, were coming out here to play at Diamond Hawk. Yeah, I'm excited to be out here. I'm excited to hear about the new energy that the new ownership group uh, has brought to Diamond Hawk here. I know, I know they've just recently closed. Like, uh, they still have stuff in boxes. That's how, you know, <laughs> you know like when you move into a house, mm-hmm. uh, just recently closed. So I'm excited to hear about uh, the new ownership and some of the plans from uh, Fred, who's been involved here for a long, long time. All right, so the ownership group made up of Don Pappage. Don's going to join us here in a second. Rick Kyle, Paul Bittner, and Mike Longle. Uh, Fred Zillner, the director of golf operations. Also, big shout-out to Mike and Mike as well. They, uh, if you've been seeing all the great social media work, they're on it. I know you enjoy that, which also includes, I think, they talked you into doing some sort of dance, Kevin. Uh, I was just, you know, I was just in the spirit of social media and being here for the show. They put out a Ronnie Dangerfield is it a, a GIF? I don't know. My kids tell me it's a GIF, which makes me sound both, re- makes me sound really old. That's right. It can well, be whatever. Both. I said I'll maybe even do the dance, but I'm not going to do that. Um, at least not yet. Anyway, that's right. that's right. Anyway, let's bring in uh, Fred and Don. Fred's the director of golf operations here, and Fred, I know you're excited about the new owners and the new ideas and the fresh energy coming in. Yeah, it's really super exciting. You know, we've. Uh, Got a lot of new ideas for the golf course. The owners brought great energy. Everybody's super excited to be here. The golf course is starting out in great shape. Uh, and then a lot of people are, are hearing and seeing all the stuff that's going on. Uh, we have our tee sheets are full every day. And at the moment, we don't have golf carts because we've ordered uh, an entire brand new fleet of golf carts. And thanks to 
Don and Paul and the team. And we also have a uh, garage full of uh, new mowing equipment that's coming in. So it's going to tighten up everything at the golf course. So, yeah, it's really an exciting time for Diamond Hawk. Everybody loves a new <clears throat> lawnmower. Right, like even oh. even golf courses, right? But they're a little more intricate, I think, and uh, uh, bigger and better. The golf carts are stuck in the Suez Canal right now, right? Yeah. If you're anybody's, no, I'm kidding. They're uh, they're not <laughs> with that. Don, let's uh, let's bring you in here. Uh, congratulations to you and the ownership group on um, buying the golf course here. And I know it's uh, it was years in the works, right? Uh, kind of talk about the process of. Uh, getting the group together and saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's own a golf course." Yeah, it it, it is kind of years in the work. It's uh, works. It's crazy. Uh, we we knew this uh, possibly was up for sale. We're all golfers. Uh, we golf here at Diamond Hawk. The four of us. I personally just started golfing later here in life and and love it. So we got to know Fred uh, and kind of just fell in love with the place. And it, as the opportunity opened up, uh, there were four of us that really wanted to to go after this and 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 we did um and excited to do so so did it did it start like after league night one night over a few uh you know post-round beverages maybe yeah we should buy the place and then uh, the next day like you know what we should buy the place <laughs> that is exactly how it happened <laughs> yeah you know you have these conversations and you solve the world's problems and uh figure out what business venture you want to do next and that that's exactly what we did but it did come together um you know, we're all business guys. We saw the opportunity. I personally am a, a mark. I have own a marketing company, and we felt that. I mean, they've they've always had a great place here. They took very nice care of it, um, and we just felt like you know what, with a little, little more marketing and a little more uh, additions to to the amenities and the restaurant and the bar, we can maybe uh, really do well here. So it's exciting. We're off and running. And, and location, locate. I don't know if anybody's in real estate. Location, 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 Brian. This place is perfectly located. Oh, for sure. You're right by the airport. So no matter where you are in Western New York, it's not a far drive to get here. And, you know, I think sometimes, too, you know, we, we were talking with them before we went on air. Like sometimes people drive by here all the time. You almost forget that it's here because you can really only see like one green from Genesee Street when you're maybe if you're driving by the airport or anything. So even though, yes, you're you're in a great location in terms of its convenience, it does feel also too like maybe you're out in a little more of a rural, quiet spot, which is obviously great for golf. Well, it certainly is, and, and, and Fred, I, that's probably. I mean, you've been here, I think, from the the beginning, right, or uh, close to it. Um, I I've been here since 2011, um, and and I've seen the course go up and down. Really, um, it, it's such a great spot, and the problem I get is uh, everybody tells me they don't know where it is. They've never heard of Diamond Hawk. I don't want the best kept secret. I want everyone to know how great this place is. And luckily with the new energy and, and excitement, we're, we're capturing the market. Uh, everybody is starting to get the hint where we are. The, the, we just needed marketing to kick this place off. Um, I mean, our biggest ad was an ad in the Buffalo News once a year. That was it. So, you know, the place really speaks for itself once you play it. Yeah, and I, I think... Um Part of the, uh, you know, things, you know, golfers here, and people think it's, oh, it's the Cheektowaga Town Golf Course. Uh, it's in the town of Cheektowaga, so people may not have thought there was access down. Is that, is that as, the, as the marketing guru here, is that uh, one of the things that you need to overcome or felt needs to be overcome or has been overcome? Yeah, no, we do have to overcome that. I mean, we're, we're kind of in a unique spot because this is a public course, but it's beautiful. It's, it's country club quality, uh, the, especially the course itself, but everything else that goes along with it. 
So we, we really are positioning ourselves. We're in a unique spot that we can be less expensive than high-end country clubs. Uh, we can offer the amenities that they have over there and, and build like a really fun public atmosphere. And that's the word we're trying to get out. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of the options that golfers have, especially we know we have a lot of new golfers to the game that took it up uh, during the pandemic. Yeah, we're live here at Diamond Hawk. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, along with uh, one of the owners, Don Pappage, and Fred Zilner, the director of golf operations here at Diamond Hawk. We appreciate you being with us here uh, on Tee to Green. You mentioned some of the amenities. One thing that I always love about coming here is that it has, I think, one of the best practice facilities, public or private, anywhere in western New York. You've got a putting green, a chipping green, a great driving range, a sand bunker. I mean, that area over there, Don, I mean, that's something I'm sure you're very proud of, but I mean, that's a legit spot to come and really work on your game. This isn't just, hey, I'm going to go whack 10 balls real quick before I go to hit. Like, if you want to come and practice and like have a legit practice session, that's a great spot to have right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of the more exciting things about here. This That's what's cool about this place. Like, and one of the reasons we bought it, we just we just saw all these features that it has, and it it's it just it's just a sensational place. And I think somebody mentioned before about location, location. We're we're over here in Chictawaga, right down the street from the airport. Like when if you're running a uh, a tournament or anything like that, you couldn't be in a better spot. You don't have to drive way out to be at a course that is actually once you get here, you just totally feel like you're away from the bustle of the city and it's serene except for one hole where we might get an airplane going over our head, which is actually really cool. Um, and it's just, just a unique spot to, to, to have all these types of things right in the middle of the city. All right, so that's where the real conversation was arranged, so those hour-long practice sessions you're known for here, Don. Uh, <laughs> you're right, Brian. No, it is. I used to come here and practice quite a bit a few years ago, but now my game's honed in. I don't need to practice. I'm totally kidding when it comes to that. Fred, let's talk about uh, you know, some of that, the golf aspects uh, here at Diamond Hawk Golf Course, uh, that practice facility and the opportunities that there are, especially I mentioned we have all these new golfers now, uh, to the game for them to work on the game because as they're finding out like hey, it's not as easy just going out there and one lesson just to do the trick you've got to put the work in there talk about some of those options sure um obviously it's a fantastic range it's an entire uh the tee is bent grass um the superintendent could tell you i think it's almost half an acre as the tee goes um and we've got great targets out there but it is it's it's actually an exciting time it's it feels like uh, you know, 2005 again, people are wanting to play golf. And we have, you know, we offer instruction here, uh, putting instruction, chipping instruction, sand game. They can, start, you know, we can hit, I defy people to outdrive the range because it's, it's pretty solid. Um, and and usually it, into the breeze too. Almost always, <laughs> almost always in the breeze. And, it, you know, we're lucky we have a really, we had a great designer uh, Dr. Michael Herdson, they designed a great practice facility along with a great golf course. They designed another course in town. They des- designed uh, the paintbrush and the pulpit in Toronto. So our design is, you know, second to none. Yeah, it certainly is. It is, it is a great design. It's a challenging golf course, and it's one of those. We had some people on social media saying, all right, how do you, how do you play the golf course here? Like, what are some uh, tips? Well, I'll give you a, put it in the fairway. And hit the green. That'll be a, <laughs> a perfect tip there. But one of the things I would actually tell them is, uh, 
uh, play for the front of the green here. That these greens are are in such great shape and always have been. They're very firm. Uh, I'd always play to the you know I wouldn't play to the pin. I'd play to the to the front of the, of the putting surface. Uh, you agree with that, Don? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I personally started late in life, and uh, my partners all like to kid me that I play old man golf. And I'm not old by any means. No, that's not really true. But uh, <laughs> but it it's because of this course. You know, you you play, you keep it in play, and uh, play to the green, as you said, and you're going to do well. And it makes you a better golfer. It really does. Yeah, and, and a lot of these greens, Brian, are, are, are banked. Uh, you know, they slope back to front. Um, so playing to that green, it leaves you an uphill putt uh, and quite – Quite most often, which is what you want, obviously. And the back nine itself here, if you've never played it, there's a, quite a few holes where water comes into play, and that, of course, adds to the aesthetics of the whole look of everything too. The challenge, the look—I mean, that's part of why you go off for golf—is that whole experience. So, um, there's a nice variety of holes here. But as you said, I mean, if you're going to play it, if you haven't played it, that's definitely one thing that you want to make sure is keep yourself in uh, out of trouble off the tee and then you can have a chance to score well here i would also uh recommend and fred will probably agree with me this don't get sucked into trying to go for it in two on 13 right the par five it's Uh, 14 14, excuse me 15 is a shorter par four right uh 14 it's par three or 13 is a par three yep and then the shorter par four around the corner is 12 okay So don't get sucked into. I, I apparently I do. I forget the rowdy. Uh, but I remember this. I you know, I get sucked into going for it over the water to try to reach a green at two, and that is a huge mistake. Play the fairway. Well, what, first my recommendation is if you're going to go for it, use a good golf ball because it's great because we augment our range ball supply with the balls we get out of the pond. Uh, but definitely hit your hit your golf ball. Set yourself up in a good position. Uh, that's a tough. That's a tough spot right there. And one of the biggest mistakes people make here is they feel that they have to use their driver on every hole. Don't use your driver on every hole. Be smart. You know, put put it in play here is much more important than hitting it long. Yeah, I, I, I think the par fives for sure. Uh, you know, as we, we look out here from the, the restaurant, which by the way, uh, great views, uh, like windows all. I feel like we're um, the tavern on the green in New York City. We're like all the windows uh, here. We're looking out the fifth tee. Like that's one too where you don't have to hit driver. Keep that in play for that second shot. Again, keep it in play, and you know, maybe you have a little longer club into the green, but you're in better position because you can find yourself in, in trouble here on some of the par fives in particular. Uh, we're with Don Pappage, one of the owners, and Fred Zillner, director of golf operations here at Diamond Hawk here on Tee to Green, along with Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening to us here on WGR. Um, let's talk a little bit about the non-golf side of things. We're sitting in this beautiful restaurant here. I know that you guys have some exciting plans about events or banquets or parties. And as, you know, vaccinations are going out, these events are starting to come back, you know, which is great news for the, the world and all of us. But um, this room itself, Don, I'm sure you're brainstorming, your marketing brain here is going, thinking, hmm, what can we do in this room? There's so many options. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's exciting. The, the facility here is just wonderful. Um, we're definitely going to move more into events as we go along. Right now, tournaments have been sensational. We're booking them like crazy, and uh, so that's going well. We, we will get into events. This uh, in, Inside, we hold up to 175 people, and we got a really large uh, patio and then plenty of room for tents and what have you. So that is going to be something that's that's coming here. we got a lot of ideas and plans. We, we put two uh, chefs in place already. Uh, we're going to have barbecue here going all the time, which is going to be sensational. You're going to smell uh, barbecue throughout the course. And uh, we did a lot of cool things, too. We uh, we have liquor licenses for um, 
not only the bar, but uh, for our beverage cart and in the pro shop. So when you come in, you can get beer or you can get mixed drinks or that kind of thing. Um, and we're going to have food going all day. Uh, you come to the turn, it's going to be available to you. There are going to be people out on the course. We're going to have an app that you can order or you could call ahead of time and have it ready for you. Um, so we're doing a lot of things. We put a lot into just technology. We're putting a, a great point of sale system. That, uh, we'll be able to take credit cards out on the course, that kind of thing. Put in Wi-Fi hotspots uh, because we do plan on having business meetings here. We've already uh, booked a few of those. Um, so we need good Wi-Fi and a system um, in place. So it's fun. I mean, there, there's just a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's smart. Now, you know, the wheels are turning. Those who are working remotely still in this climate, I mean, you could rent office space here at the golf course. You know, you got a Wi-Fi hotspot on a whole six. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I can see your head is spinning, Kevin, oh. thinking, hmm, how can I get work done while I'm playing? Well, you know, if your, your golf cart's also a Wi-Fi hotspot, I mean, you know, come on. Like, you haven't been in a meeting while you're playing. Well, I know I have. There's, there's a story I'll tell sometime on the show uh, about that golf when technology was real digital phones and uh, the person probably wouldn't want me to tell the story, but it's a great story. Anyhow, um, how's that for a tease? Fred, let's, uh, let's talk about options for golfers, okay, uh, as far as season passes. Like, what, what sort of options do golfers have? Tee times, uh, system for that. Uh, just kind of talk about that aspect. Well, we have, um, we have season passes for sure. We have a VIP seasons pass, um, both, and, and we do price structure it for uh, seniors, which we never had before, and uh, the regular golfer. Uh, then we have a weekday pass for seniors and your regular golfer. And we, then we have 10 packs, which are going to be sold year-round. So they're all great options if you're not sure if you can commit to playing, you know, 30 times, get a 10-pack. Then you can refill it later on in the season, which is fantastic. When you become a, a pass holder here, you are able to re, uh, reserve your tee times 10 days in advance, where the public can only do it seven days in advance. So we're giving you that option. If you're a pass holder here, you can have a locker. You can uh, store your bag downstairs. You know, a lot of things that a lot of places don't have. I mean, we have a nice locker room, a couple showers in it. Which many public facilities do not have, by the way. Right, right. And, it, it, you know, it's great for the businessman. If you come here, you, you want to change clothes, put your golf clothes on, and go out, or vice versa. If you're playing golf, you want to shower, and you want to go back to work, you're, you're all set to go. So those are all options. What we do for our VIP pass holders, they get a bucket of balls when they come here to play if, if they want. And if they want to be a range rat and hit a million golf balls, they get 50% off the range uh, pass. So that's only $200 for a range pass for the year. We have all brand new tricks on golf balls for the range. Um, we're going to have a brand new picker, so hopefully it'll be picked a little faster. Um, and all kinds of great, great stuff. Yeah, a, lot, it sounds like a lot of upgrades, uh, it seems, with, with equipment, uh, which, I, again, I mentioned before, always exciting about new mowers and stuff. But that, that stuff's important. Now, you, you guys played here, and you guys saw Perhaps a need and probably talk to Scott Dunbar, the superintendent, and say, hey, what do you need to, to keep this course uh, as good and then make it even better, correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, first of all, Scott, I mean, he's a big reason we're here. We're blessed to have him. What a, what a groundskeeper he is. He's, just, he's been here since day one. It's his baby. Uh, just does a beautiful job. So first thing we want to do is get him all the tools that he really needs and wants. We went out and bought all these, spent a little more than, you know. Don't say anything. You know, we got it. <laughs> 
but we went on about all American-made Toro mowers. Um, it's fantastic in equipment, uh, so that, that's going to help a ton. Um, you know, we're, we're doing the little things, different new pesticides and adding sand and doing all kinds of things that, we, you know, maybe needed to be done a little more in the past uh, to bring this thing even to a better quality than, than it's already been. Um, but, yeah, we're proud to do it. All right, we've just got a, a few minutes left here with Don and Fred from Diamond Hawk. The website, if you want to check it out, diamondhawkgolf.com. Uh, Fred, they can also email you, right? Correct? Yes. F-Zillner, Z-I-L-L-N-E-R, at diamondhawkgolf.com. So if you're thinking about maybe, you know, you're listening to some of this and you're thinking, hey, I might want to get an event here or some sort of tournament, uh, you can get a hold of Fred that way. Um, but, you know, to me, having local ownership, Kevin, we've seen this now. A couple of Western New York courses this year have changed ownership and a lot of them turning into local ownership. That I think it's a benefit for all of these courses because the owners play the course. They love the course. They're invested. They're, they're in communication with not only its staff, but the, the people that come and play it, which are the most important to get feedback from. So I, I think, you know, not only for here for Diamond Hawk, but some of the other places too, going from maybe more of the, uh, the corporate model to local ownership, I, I think that's it's thumbs up all the way for, I think, for Western New York golf. Well, it, this is what I see is, and, you know, we're about golf in this show. We're about promoting golf uh, and helping those that uh, own golf facilities and uh, businesses to help them promote their product. But to me, I, I think it's a sign of hope uh, that we're seeing it because, um, you know, as, as Don mentioned before, um, you know, People in the golf who play golf here, oh, I heard Diamond Hawks are selling. Here, we've been hearing that for several years, yeah. and I'll give the previous owners credit for hanging on, right, and, and keeping the facility open because they they could have closed the facility, but they kept it open, uh, which is a good thing. And the foundation has been laid for these guys to uh, take it over. So I see it as a sign of hope uh, that they stepped up uh, and stepped in to buy the golf course. And I know that the golfers who play here are, are probably they have to be thrilled. Uh, that the local guys that they play with um, own the golf course here. So uh, congr- congratulations to you guys uh, to doing so, and we look forward to coming back and visiting again, if you'll have us. Absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. All right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, the, the thing you mentioned about local ownership, uh, we had one of our, uh, our uh, meetings the other day, if you want to call it that, here at the bar, and putting our plans together, and, and uh, you know, we just came up with this thing. We're just like, this is we're Buffalo guys that own it. We're going to have a Buffalo kind of bar for, um, for Buffalo people. This is exactly what we have here. And so we're going to wind up with uh, cold beer, barbecue, and golf. What more could you want in Buffalo, right? I think we want to come to the next meeting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for sure. Thank you, Don and Fred, for having us today. And everybody here, thanks for the warm hospitality. Dan Papage, one of the owners. Fred Zillner, director of golf operations. And uh, for Paul and Mike and Rick and Mike and Mike and the rest of the crew, we appreciate you having us here. But don't go anywhere. More Tee to Green coming up. Kevin and I will be back with more as we roll on here from Diamond Hawk Golf Course on Tee to Green on WGR. We're back on Tee to Green from Diamond Hawk Golf Course in Cheektowaga. Kevin Sylvester, Brian Koso, Jeff Meade is not with us today. We'll be back next week. And I want to thank our friends at Scroy Financial for their support of TD Green again this year. They're celebrating 50 years in business, second-generation financial planning firm, assisting fourth-generation clients. And let's face it, the way the markets are working now, you need some help out there. Give our friends at Scroy Financial a call for a complimentary one-hour consultation, whether you want to do it in person or virtual, at 716-674-6700. Their website, scroyfinancial.com, and Scroy is spelled S-G-R-O-I. 
Brian Colesiel and Kevin Sylvester back here at Diamond Hawk. I want to thank our guests from last segment, Fred Zillner and Don Pappage from Diamond Hawk. Just a great group of guys here, Kevin. I'm excited for them. I know, you know, when you have that local investment, we always talk about supporting local businesses here. I mean, this is a, a great spot to do it. And it's a great course, convenient spot. So uh, good news all around. We, we have some, you know, we have uh, some great public golf courses. And, you know, when you're, you're making your decisions to go play, support those that uh, support this show. Um, that is right here at Diamond Hawk. That is Glen Oak. That is Baba Link, uh, you know, the public facilities. And then if you're looking at private ones, we make a tour on some of those uh, private ones too. Attica, I'll mention that too because we'll be heading out there shortly. Yeah. T to Green presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Uh, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, and Jim Beam. And our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club. I got a chance to play there. I'll have to tell you about that in a second, Kevin. Uh, and Lancaster Country Club, but we were at last week. I played there this week. I'll tell you about that too, Brian. All right, good. <laughs> All right, so that's coming up. Very ex- exciting to hear about our, uh, our rounds here this week with the great weather. But let's get a check now of the PGA Tour leaderboard. It's brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is dis- different, and also by Puma Golf Shoes. Well, this week, not necessarily a leaderboard to give you. Um, it's the World Golf Match Play Championships, and this morning they're beginning what is essentially like the Sweet 16, like we see in, in the NCAA tournament. Today will be a round of 16 and 8, and then tomorrow will be down to the Final Four and then the championship. Um, the first three days, if you didn't watch it, they were put in groups of pods uh, of four. The top 16 players in the world each had their own pod, and then they randomly drew the next 16, placed each golfer into a pod, then the next 16, and then the last 16, and so on from there. Uh, but, Kevin, yesterday definitely the most attention was drawn to Dustin Johnson and Kevin Na, a, a situation early on their back nine regarding a concession uh, that occurred between these two. Uh, on one of the early holes, Hole 11, a par 3. Yeah, hole 11. Dustin Johnson had a long lag putt that he ended up putting it up to very well, by the way, up to probably less than a foot, I would say. And he went up before Kevin Na was able to communicate anything and did the backhand, you know, the back part of the putter, scoop it up, pick it up. It would have been conceded, but he scooped it up before Kevin Na actually was able to make the concession and Na kind of came over and had that discussion with him and just said, hey, look, like, yes, that was going to be a concession. I'm going to concede the hole here, or we're, I'm going to concede that putt. We're going to tie the hole or whatever it was going on there. But he goes, just so you know, like, just wait for me to say something next time. Um, the reaction on Twitter was kind of mixed. Some people are like, what's Kevin Na doing? The number one player in the world, he would never miss that. To me, that's not the point. Um, whether he's the number one player in the world or if you and I, Kevin, playing. Like, when you're playing in a match play event, um, I think you got to wait for the concession. But nevertheless, it made it a little frosty the rest of the way. I know on the broadcast, the Golf Channel announcers were kind of following it quite a bit. Um, but you've covered match play before here. I mean, what is actually the official procedure, and uh, how did that play out in your eyes? All right. So, yeah, I've – I've worked this event um, on three occasions for PGA Tour Radio. I love the event. I love the golf course. Uh, It's a fantastic facility. Uh, And that that holds a very difficult par three. It's carryover water, uh, tough green to putt on. But, yeah, so DJ uh, had a putt. You know, it's a tap-in. I mean, the the smallest of tap-ins. And, yes, anybody in the world concedes it. But what what wasn't said on the broadcast and what wasn't shown in the clip was Kevin Nostel had – 
uh, putt for par. Yeah. He had inside of three feet. He he had no gimme uh, for that. So and DJ was up in the match, uh, up one. And so so Kevin's point, and and I don't think Kevin was wrong with this, in saying, hey, you know, DJ, of course it'll be good. You just got to wait for me to, you know, tell you that it's good and. I, I think it was interpreted like Kevin saying, like, I'm not going to give that to you because you, you swiped it up already. Um, and so what Kevin did was say, you know, you got to do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to have this whole, I think, brilliant strategy on his part, by the way, because, you know, inside of three feet at Austin Country Club is not a gimme anyway. Right. So uh, you could say gamesmanship, whatever. But I, I, I think he he took advantage of a situation to say, hey, um, I'm going to go good, good here, so I don't have to putt uh, this in that. And, and frankly, he's right. To the rules of golf, he's right. Let's put this in the context of uh, a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup, right? Uh, so let's say it was an international competition, and that happens. It happened in the Solheim Cup, and if you remember this uh, a few years ago, I forget the, the players, but this exact thing happened, and it was not conceded. Uh, because, you know, it was a similar thing like that, and there was a big brouhaha about it, and rightfully so. But in match play, you shouldn't ask. It's tacky to ask. Hey, that's good, right? Yeah. Um, you can ask good, good. If, you know, if you're to putt and a tap in and you just want to go, hey, good, good, with your partner, I'll do that. But I will never assume a putt is given. You can't assume a putt is given no matter how short it is. And – I think as Nod explained well, look, I was going to give it to you, but you just got to give me a second here. Uh, he might have been focusing on his line and his putt and then just maybe didn't glance up to see, you know, maybe where DJ's ball ended up. Um, it ended up playing out where Nod ended up winning the match by one. So Nod birdied like three yes. of the next five holes. Right. And, of course, what added to the drama, even on the broadcast, they were alluding to, is he going to do his, his now patented, like, walk in early before the ball goes in? And on 18, he had, what was it, five, six feet? and he For birdie, yeah. And he walked it in because he knew it was right in. And people thought, oh, was he even showing up the, the moment even more? That's just what Kevin Na has done in the past. That's kind of one of his sticks. But, um, yes, it made for, for interesting television to watch that down the stretch. Later, Kevin Na made a statement and, and just basically said what you had said, that, look, he, did, he and DJ, he didn't think there was – any sort of hard feelings or that, you know, that it was making it uncomfortable in any manner. Um, but I think, I, I think DJ though, too, I'm going to put a little blame on him in the sense that, look, he's played in so many of these. I, yes, it was going to be conceded. He knew it should have been conceded. I think he's got to just sit here and, and, and just, you can just glance back at Kevin and give him the look like, Hey, am I okay here? Like just, for him to just scoop it nonchalant. If Patrick Reed does that, he's getting blasted, I think. Yes. DJ, DJ did it. He's played in this before. So I, I just think he's got to know a little better. Just wait another second or two, and I'm sure not at that point says pick it up. You know, here, here's the thing. It's a match, okay, and you're trying to beat that player. And, you know, and by the way, this depending upon who won, right, I think – uh, McIntyre is the one who ended up winning that, that, that group. Correct. Not Neither the, the players ended up winning that group. Uh, but there's still a lot on the line. There's pride. I think they, there's uh, more prize money depending on record, I believe, or it could all be the same. It might all be the same for the players that did not make the round of 16. But it's match play, so it's completely different, and uh, that's fine. I really think too much is made out of this, to be honest with you. 
Um, I, I just think Kevin Nas like letting him know like, and he's kind of letting him know, hey, going forward, make sure I concede it to you because this is on hole eleven. All right, and, and it's really, I, I thought he's doing DJ a favor there. I agree. Also, too, I saw some of the comments were about, well, you got to do it to protect the field. Then some would say, well, it doesn't matter. It's one versus one. Correct. In this instance, though, the result of this match affected who went through out of the group because by DJ getting a half less point, that allowed McIntyre, the Scottish golfer, to get through. So in some sense, you're protecting the pod, I guess, (laughs) in in this argument. Uh, But nevertheless, DJ should know better to not scoop it up. And Nas Strat, whether it was strategic or not, it played out well for Na, and he ended up playing well at the end and ended up getting it done. But I, I think you're right. I don't think that these two all of a sudden hate each other in any sense. No, no. But, you know, here's, here's the other thing. In match play, all right, you're responsible for your own ball. The opponent is not responsible for your golf ball. And, and, I'll, and I'm going to tell you something real quick. I was in a match once at an at invitational, and a player – moved his mark his partner asked him to move the mark all right it wasn't me or my partner and uh the, the, he went to putt afterwards and he, he strokes his putt and we're walking to the cart and he made the putt to have the hole and i just said i go you know what hang on a second time out because it just dawned on me i'm like you didn't move your mark back and the guy starts yelling at me and i go hold, hold on he's like oh you waited to tell me i said actually no, I didn't wait to tell you. I, I, it just dawned on me that you hadn't moved it back. Um, but once again, I'm not responsible to tell you. Even if I waited, I said, and believe me, I'm not waiting. Like, I'm, you know, what, this, is, this is a little friendlier than playing for you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, on the PGA Tour here or international thing. I said, we'll, we'll go. Like, you know, your putt is still good, all right? But. It just dawned on me. I'm not taking it away from you because you had to make a putt of some length, but I could have uh, based upon it. But the, the, the bottom line is for any golfer, you're either your match play or stroke play, you are responsible for your golf ball, where it is, when it gets in the cup. Your opponent is not. Yes. And I always look to the when you're playing, whether you're playing stroke play or match play, don't be the guy that after you putt your first putt, you walk up and you kind of like haphazardly push it in or like, oh, I'll just put one foot by it and then slap it in as if to say like, oh, well, I was I'm kind of giving myself that one anyway. Like, let your partners do it for you, because inevitably you end up missing that little one that you just knock in. And then somehow on the scorecard, you end up counting it. And I don't I don't always love how that feels or sounds. Like, hey, what'd you get there? And oh, I had a four. Well, you actually didn't finish it like. Did they give it to you? Did they not? Like, I don't know. Depends, I guess, how friendly you're playing. But whether you're truly keeping – if you're keeping your score and you're going to talk about it like, or you're going to post it, like, well, if you're gonna, wait for your partners to tell you that's good. Well, you if know? you're going to post it, you're just hurting yourself. That's right. Absolutely. Right. Other match play drama. By the way, Brian Colesio, Kevin Sylvester here on T to Green. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're at Diamond Hawk in Cheek to Waga. Uh, if you missed our first segment, it'll be up on our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com. New ownership here. And uh, they're excited, and, and we're excited to hear all the great information that they had to pass along. And by the way, when you come to play here, ask them for the TD Green window sticker while supplies last. That's right. We have some uh, in, in, in the pro shop at the moment. But let's get to our uh, – actually, before we get to our tip of the week, one other item from yesterday of excitement. Sergio and Lee Westwood are in the playoff. They're playing to see who moves on out of their pod. 
and they're now on multiple playoff holes, and they get to a par three, and Sergio drains a hole in one. So it's a walk off win for him. We see it in baseball. We see it like in a in a in a overtime hockey game. It's pretty amazing. You're playing in a playoff match play, and you jar one for a one. That's that's an incredible way to finish. Lee Westwood said, "I've been playing professional golf for." 28 years or whatever long he's been playing. He goes, I've never seen – I thought I've seen everything. And he goes, now, I, now I've seen another. Well, in match play, yes, uh, Jay Bird did it. Jonathan Bird did it in uh, Vegas on the 17th hole in a playoff to win an ace. It pretty awesome. But it was, that hole, it's, a, uh, it's all carry uh, over a little ravine there. There's a hazard to the right or you know, penalty line to the right. Uh, that, that green is severely banked uh, from back to front. And it was right in the front, and it was a really cool shot from Sergio. All right, so let's get to our tip of the week here. It's brought to you by the West New York PGA. The West New York PGA has one goal, promoting the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. Kevin, you play in a lot of match play matches. You've covered this event that we're watching this week, so I know you have some good ideas on strategies. But if, if I could narrow you down to one, what's your best tip for playing in a match play event in terms of the strategy, the gamesmanship, the giving of the concessions, all that sort of thing. What's, what's your best strategy, do you think? Well, this is, uh, this is how I always approach match play. I, try, I, I make my opponent beat me. I don't go in um, you know, be, taking risky shots. I'm going to make him beat me. So if I get beat, by, I, I have to get beat by a birdie. I don't ever want to be beat, get, uh, beat by a par. So that's, that's my strategy. Par to me is always a good score. You know, force your opponent uh, to beat you. When it comes to concessions, you know, there are, um, uh, well, here's the thing. Always know your score, right? Uh, talk about you're not responsible for the golf ball, but you're responsible to know their score when it comes to concessions, all right? So um, if you can win a hole, if, it, the putt, if the putt's inside of five feet, you really got to determine, okay, is that an easy putt or is it not a par putt? Because early on, I, I may give putts that look easy from three feet, but as it gets later in the match, I'm going to make them putt everything out. And if I have a short putt, like a two-footer, early on that they make me putt, then I make them putt everything. I make them putt everything. Like, okay, that's how it's going to be. We are putting everything out then. Yeah. Yeah, good strategies. Match play is fun. If you go and play with a normal group of guys or you play with a buddy, try playing match play one time just to change it up. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and here's what's also great too. Uh, match play, if you have a bad hole – you might be thinking about it for a while. You might think, oh, it's ruining my score. It ruins the day. With match play, it's great because you can turn the page so easily. We always talk about in golf, even when you're playing stroke play, like you have a bad hole. How do you overcome it? How do you forget it? How do you turn the page? And it's tough sometimes to do that. In match play, it's a lot easier because guess what? You had a bad hole. Okay, you lost the hole. But guess what? The next hole, you're right back to you can win it again. So that's, I think, is what it, it's a fun part about match play. You've got if you're that. Playing with a partner, if you're playing with a partner and it's best ball, um, you know, positioning, right? So you both don't have to go for par. Like if someone's in good position, then the other one goes for it, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Good strategy there. Let's finish now with the latest on the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup report brought to you by the Jumpa Agency, Main Street and Clarence. I just played with Frank uh, the other day, by the way, Frank Jumpa, and he he gave me a putt that was maybe five-footer. I took it. (laughs) Not only... You know, can he give you great service, but he gives you good putts, too, at the same time. Uh, so DJ and Nah, where we talked about them, they're playing yesterday. DJ's locked into the Ryder Cup. He's number one in points. Kevin Nah, though, is coming into the week, is 20th. And the Golf Channel announcers were debating, like, hey, are, 
is he showing that he's going toe-to-toe and ends up beating the, the number one player in the world that he could be a thought for a captain's pick? The United States and Steve Stricker, they are going to have tough decisions. I mean, you look at some of these guys. Now, Nah is sitting there 20th. Jordan Spieth, who in when he's played in international competition, has done a good job. His game hasn't been good up until this year. It's better. Spieth is an option. He's 21. Kisner has won this event before, this World Golf event. He's a good match play player. He's 16th. Max Homa's having a very good year. Patrick Cantlay, Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, Tony Finau, Patrick Reed, Captain America, all these guys right now are outside of the automatic spots. I mean, to pick captains for Steve Stricker this year, it's going to be tough. Uh, but Nah maybe got himself maybe into at least to the minor discussion yesterday. Um, it's going to be interesting this year when they go through here. A lot of picks for Stricker to have to figure out. Well, I, I think Speeth is uh, Speeth's back in form. Um, Reed, you got to have on the team. He's so tough. Billy Horschel, I think, is a, a tough customer too. Uh, Palmer's a win player. You're playing at Whistling Straits. Yeah, Kisner has certainly shown uh, his ability there. I, I you know, I, I think they're all going to make because he's got six picks, right? So I think they definitely make it uh, for sure. Um, being Webb Simpson, I think you're going to put him on there because he plays with Patrick Reed and makes a good, makes a good team with there. So you, you got to think about those things for sure. Yeah. All right, we'll take a timeout here as we broadcast from Diamond Hawk Golf Course in Cheektowaga. Along with Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel, Corey Griswold producing. Thanks for being with us. More Tee to Green coming up right after this. Welcome back. Final segment here on Tee to Green from Diamond Hawk in Cheektowaga. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester. Uh, time now for our Champions Tour report brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, the world's finest golf apparel. Kevin, you're wearing the new Donald Ross hoodie, which is really nice. I got the pullover on, which I also find very comfy, but that hoodie is nice. Uh, this hoodie is a popular demand. I just want to say this. We're working on something with Donald Ross that could be very cool. Uh, well, it's going to be very cool, th- period. So uh, if you've seen the hoodie, uh, want the hoodie, the vest, I've had a request for the. We're working on something with Donald Ross and I'm, that I'm excited about. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, okay, there is no official Champions Tour event. There are some Champions Tour players playing this week. Um, also, some of the other regular PGA Tour players, Kevin, that aren't in the top 64. Uh, there's an event going on elsewhere this week on the PGA Tour. Yes, uh, it is the... Uh, Punta Cana Championship, uh, the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. Great place, by the way. A, a phenomenal uh, resort and location. They played it back in the fall. You may remember Hudson Swafford uh, returned to the winner's circle. This is its normal uh, spot on the schedule, uh, the same week as the match play. So the players who didn't qualify for the top 70 in the world, you know, inside that top 64, uh, they can play in the uh, Corrales Puticana Championship. Rafael Campos and Fabrizio Zanotti uh, share a lead along with Justin Suh. Now, Justin Suh uh, played in the Porter Cup when he was out at USC, a very accomplished uh, collegiate golfer. He played well in this event back in the fall, by the way, so he had a chance coming down the stretch, so good to see him playing well again here. They lead at 7 under par. Tyler Duncan, Joel Damon uh, at 6 under par. By the way, Joel Damon's caddy, uh, Gino Benali, he uh, tweeted out a whole uh, series of, uh, you know, a thread talking about how much money he makes and uh, how, how it's not maybe what everybody thinks. There was one year where Damon made $2 million and he goes, so that so you can figure out what I make. I make X amount per week. I think it was two grand a week. 
that he got in base pay and 7% uh, total, no matter where Damon finished. Speaking of the Porter Cup, last year we know with COVID they were all postponed. They're all back this year at Niagara Falls Country Club. I know they're excited. Uh, we'll be there for the women's por- the week uh, before the women's Porter Cup and then the, the uh, final round as we normally are for the men's Porter Cup. So good to see local events coming back. Next week we'll be at East Aurora Country Club. The International Junior Masters is coming back, and uh, we'll have more on it next week. But I know that about a month ago the folks there are super excited. They're adding a girls' division, uh, Kevin, which is just awesome. Yeah, that, that is great. Uh, they're expanding that uh, and the reach. And these are just more things to promote more kids uh, and more girls to, to the game of golf. And it's something for them, a, a goal, something them to, to set a goal to attain to. So I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, I thought it was great when the, the Women's Porter Cup came about. Brooke Henderson played in the very first, or maybe in the second one, uh, that she'd won. So, and, and when they can see uh, those golfers and athletes go on to play, um, then, you know, that means something. Which, by the way, Michelle Wee returned to action this week to birdie your first hole. Yeah. Very cool. Speaking of that, birdieing your first hole here, tee to green, presented by the Western Europe PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf and Jim Beam, and our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Uh, if you're wondering, like, hey, Pendleton Creek Golf Club, where's that? That sounds new. Well, it's Tantera under new ownership, a new look, new and a new name now, Pendleton Creek so that's where I played this week, and I actually birdied my first hole. It was, it's a par three, if you don't know, uh, the old Tantera, now Pendleton Creek. It's a long par three, um, but I hit a shot to the front edge of the green and made the putt. And I was like, okay, this is a great way to start 2021 golf here. Let's go. We're off and running. I know you got to play this week, too. Now, did you promptly double the next hole after no, that or no? I, I parred. I was very happy with that. Then in the next, even part of the next one, I'll, the rest of the round is just, eh. I'll let you pick up the story from here. But you got to play at Lancaster yeah, this week. I, I played twice uh, at Lancaster Country Club, my home club. Uh, and, and I, you know, I just want to say, my first hole, I doubled the first hole, the first hole of the year there, Bryce. That's, so. t- that's a tough first hole at Lancaster because of just the, the, the tee shot is, is not easy yeah, for sure. Put it behind a tree off the tee, <laughs> that's, you're, you're leading right to a double bogey. Yeah. But I, I will say this, I, I could not believe – um, how good of a shape. I mean, it's, you know, they keep it in great shape, but man, it, it, it was close to midseason form. The greens on Thursday were incredible. The speed and the condition, uh, great job to Craig Blackburn and everybody over there at Lancaster. Unbelievable. And I can even look here at Diamond Hawk and see what great shape it is here early on in the season, too. The, the golf course is everywhere. Everybody, no matter where people are playing, Kevin, are saying how dry it is. Yes. So, I mean, the, the weather obviously is cooperated. We know the core superintendents everywhere across Western New York put their heart and soul into this to get it going. And maybe Mother Nature gave them a nice little break here because it seems as though you're not going to have to deal with standing water and puddles and cleaning stuff out of bunkers. Right. It is early still, but the fact that we're playing here in in March uh, is such a great sign. Some courses have, you know, uh, maybe are cleaning up today from what occurred yesterday. We had those high winds. So if you're out golfing, you know, be careful if, you know, you see a hanging limb or something, you know. Right. Yeah. And don't, don't yank on things (laughs) if they're, it could come down on you. But uh, anyway, uh, we, was, we uh, finish up here from Diamond Hawk. Big thanks to Fred Zillner, the director of golf operations, uh, Don Poppage, the other owners within the group here, Paul Bittner. And we got to meet Paul here as well, Rick, uh, Kyle, and Mike Longle. Thank you, guys. Uh, Mike and Mike on the social media team here at Diamond Hawk. We had fun with them. Kevin, you owe him a dance here in the last 30 seconds. You know, we're out of time. Sorry. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to, we'll have to come back and, and uh, we'll give him a dance then uh, later. I'll be out of time for PGA Radio that week. Okay. 
Perfect. <laughs> Looky how that worked out. Big thanks to Corey Griswold back in our studios. We know we had the power outage earlier this morning, so uh, he uh, was a big part of getting us on the air. So thanks, everybody, here at Diamond Hawk. Uh, Jeff Medis will be back with us next week. We'll be at East Aurora Country Club. Looking forward to that. For Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. Tea to Green every Saturday right here on WGR.